0: This is Lady Tiffany Ma and this is These Walls are Thin. I hope you guys are having a lovely Tuesday. I am not. (laughs) Now, it's not that bad, but it's just kind of weird. I think I'm going to get my times mixed up. Um, So, you know, my little time getting mixed up with a lot of stuff. This weekend has been like quite weird to me. There's a lot of um unnecessary mess going on. My professors just sent me a, a email with a PowerPoint on how to do an APA. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I hope you guys are having a lovely week so far. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed my little history short about Alberta King, Dr. King's mother. Um, a lot of people don't talk about what happened to her and what happened and what went down with her, um, being gunned down in a church service. So, I chose to talk about her. I wanted to talk about her last year. I should have talked about her on her birthday. Um, but I was like, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about her on her son's day. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, we should not honor Dr. King, um, but understand that he did not come, you know, he came from a background of education, he came from a background of pastors, and he came from a background of people who believe in what he was fighting for, and, of course, there was always suspicious circumstances surrounding him. I will be doing a podcast about his brother, A.D. King. Um, I already told y'all when I did that short, I'm also going to be doing one on Betty Shabazz Malcolm X wife and I'm gonna be talking about Malcolm X's grandson as well which is Malcolm Shabazz um so the closer we get to the civil to, to the uh black history month we're gonna talk about that So, yeah. I want to shortly because it's like, it's crazy. My mom brought it up. I want to talk shortly about it. Um. I want to shortly talk about it, but I don't want my whole podcast to be about this. But understand, I see what is going on, and I'm seeing people, I see people who are posting stuff, and people are posting false narratives. Versus people um, who putting out the true narrative. Shout out to people who are talking about the, the honest-to-God narrative that's actually going on with certain people. And if you're misinformed, that's okay. It's nothing wrong, just as long as you understand that you're misinformed. Um, but... All weekend, next to watching Parasite, which I see why it was Oscar-nominated, honey, girl... That movie Parasite. Honey. Let me tell you the ending, it was like so unnecessary. The ending was so unnecessary in so many ways, honey. I mean, it was just, it was just, it was, oh my God. But besides watching movies, I also was watching what was going down on Sean Davies Ways Live. Where he was showing Jaguar Wright. Um, And what went down with Jaguar Wright. You have not followed Jaguar Wright and what's been going on with her. This weekend, um, she was, I would say, hospitalized over being uh, put in prison. But she was hospitalized Um, because she had a meltdown in front of a barbershop where her husband was at. them that was caused by outside force I'm going to say this Um, I've been listening to what she has been saying and, and what she's been talking about lately But also, I, I noticed what happened to people when they do come out, okay? It's, it's no secret. Once you come out against the government, once you come out against a business, you come out against a big corporation, a big industry, that the industry has a funny way of dealing with you, Okay. So, I know the first thing people want going to do, they're going to come to a conclusion with the fact that, oh, well, they feel like the Illuminati did it or her husband's part of the Illuminati and he set her up. I don't think that's what happened, but I will say this, okay? You have to have the spirit of discernment. Um, even when you are working with energy that you know is toxic and you think you're taking care of that person or you think you're protecting that person or you thinking you, you know, re-showing that person how to be, you have to have a spirit of discernment. A lot of times with some people, when they get older, this is not a jab, this is facts. A lot of issue with some people when they get older is that they want to adopt other people's children or they want to adopt like somebody like a little brother or a little sister okay I'll never forget this when we were in high school and I was friends with a girl and she said that she wanted to uh, adopt a freshman She wants to adopt one of the freshmen. We were juniors and she wants to adopt a freshman. I guess we were supposed to be like the what plastics or something like that. And she's like, I want to adopt one of these little freshmen because they don't know what they're doing and they need help and they need your guidance. And I was like, Yeah, she has a point. But also understand that when you put yourself in a business of trying to guide people into being healed. And to, and to being properly nourished and taken care of, that they are allowed, yes, they are allowed, to bite back. They're allowed to attack you. They're allowed to come for you. They're allowed to exploit you. And they're, and they're allowed to exploit your demons. Okay? You can't raise someone or you can't take care of someone or heal someone who does not want to be healed. You can. If that person don't want to be healed and they want to live in their life of sin and and, and do what they want to do and, and, and do the life they want to do, you can't get mad at them. You can't get mad at them. Okay? I know there are healing people out there and people who have the spirit of healing, but understand that broken people are attracted to people who heal. But a lot of times, sometimes with broken people, they want to break you because they want you just like them. Okay? Okay? They want you the same mindset as them. They want you to act like them. They want you to experience all the pain they went through. They want you like them. They don't want you. They don't want to be better and they don't want to be healing. They don't want to be a healing type of people like you do. So when you sit up there and you try to adopt a little brother and you try to adopt a little sister, or you go over here adopt other people's kids, understand that. There's a possibility of them screwing you over, that is real. This is something that is real and it's true, okay. Um, so I just wanted to talk about that real quick. You know, I know I know people want to play big brother and big sister, but you can't play big brother and big sister to everybody, you just can't. And people who don't make you their big brother or big sister does not mean that there's something wrong with them is that they've been screwed over before and nobody owes you that if i don't want to do with your energy i don't have to if i don't like you i don't like you respect that yeah if i say it out loud you can't get mad when i say that out loud because that means you pushed it out of me Be careful. When you are a person who's a person of light and you want to teach people how to live in light and teach people how to do what they do and how to be a be a healer like you, you can't you can't teach everybody how to be a healer. You have to be careful with that. Um another thing I want to address is this statue of Dr. King and Coretta Scott King embracing each other. First of all. Why couldn't it be a sculpture of him embracing her whole body? Okay. This is what I'm talking about when it comes to what y'all want to pretend like you're part of a solution, but you're really the problem, this is what I'm talking about right here. Okay? Let me address this, and I'm you gotta understand how I see this whole thing. You gotta understand, people, when they saw this, or they allegedly saw this, they thought it was another appendage, and it's not an arm that they thought it was, that was being embraced. But my thing is, is that as a society, are we that toxic as people to where we can't have a a full body sculpture of Dr. King embracing his wife? We're that toxic as a society to where we can't sit up here and we can't sit up here and, and, and accept a black couple for the love they're in? No, we just showing arms hugging each other. There's two arms hugging one big arm. But you can't show him embracing his wife. Y'all don't have problems showing people having sex who ain't married to each other. I mean, that's what Pornhub is about, right? But you have a problem with a husband and wife having all their whole body together, their head, their neck their arms, their chest, their legs. No, and they have the nerve to call it the embrace. I wanna know one of two things. One, the main thing I wanna know is who okayed this sculpture? And two, if you want to other black love, I wanna show you, on my. I want y'all to go to my Instagram, lady underscore Tiffany Ma, I wanna show you a beautiful black sculpture of a black family. Don't act like y'all can't do it, cause it's in Senegal. Y'all paid $10 million for arms. that. It would make even more sense if they had the head and shoulders of Dr. King and Coretta Scott King and their arms embracing each other rather than a sculpture of just their arms holding each other. People go around here saying it like a ping, It don't look like a ping, But people saying it like a penis so I ain't embracing the penis. It's just always y'all always have a snide ass way of doing things to black people in America. Y'all say y'all honoring us, but y'all do it in a in a snifle way. It's like we're honoring Dr. King. How can he be mad at the sculpture because it's of arms? What do these arms mean to me? I do not see Dr. King or Coretta Scott King in. The arms. All I see is arms. You don't want to do nothing to honor black people. Just say that, damn it. How about that? Because I'm tired of little smart ass, sny ass, sculptures and honors that y'all do these days. You don't want to honor us? Don't honor us. You're going to get bad karma anyway. Of Dr. King should have been up. You know this y'all do another black sculpture in America and it's Harriet Tubman. Please try me. I want a reason to knock the hell out of somebody's ass out right now because I am so sick of it. And it is a smart ass, snide ass way of honoring somebody y'all always half-ass do stuff when it comes to our black history there's always something that's added like y'all did the harriet Tubman movie and y'all added a character that didn't exist Y'all trash for that. Okay. With that being said, today's podcast is going to be about Bruce and Brandon Lee and the parallels between his passing and his son's passing. And it was so funny. I was looking up uh, when Bruce Lee passed away was 32 and yes i do feel some kind of way of seeing that i do i do feel some kind of way about that um no his son did not pass away at the same age his son was 28 um but that's still young both of them are very young to have passed away um so we're gonna be talking about the mysterious passing and the very similar passing of bruce and brandon lee okay And yes, we're going to be talking about what happened to uh, Alec Baldwin on the set of the movie he was supposed to be doing as well. Um, Because these are very similar circumstances that people have gotten, you know, shot under. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. That's what I'm going to be talking about today. But before I get into that... (sighs) Hopefully, it's a word for my sponsor. I mean, you know, hopefully, I still got my stunt sponsor there, you know, all that, all that, all that. Because, you know, I did sit there and go off on people who swear they doing the right thing by honoring black people. And you sit up there and you snot. And like I said, if you're going to do an embrace, you could at least saw have their heads and shoulders. End the thing. So you just got a big arm and little arms embracing that big arm. that had to be done by a, by a damn zier or millennial who don't give a damn. Um, but here's a word for my sponsors. If they still do, they better be still up okay? I want a lady Dior purse. I am back, and I just thought about something to talk about. Also, another thing I want to talk about, can we talk about the mere fact that they're doing the Lovers and Friends Festival? And Usher is doing it again this year, and this year, it looks like a whole party. He just posted the flyer, Usher did, because I follow Usher on Instagram. Yeah, just in case you guys don't know, he is part of my little uh, Dream God squad. Okay. He number three on the list. Even though I should put him lower, I should put him like lower. Should put him at number five. Y'all know why I should put him at number five. I know I ain't trying to be funny. I'm just saying facts. He needs to be low on the list. But um, he just posted the poster. For the lovers and friends. I didn't say that. I didn't save it apparently. Apparently I looked at it and didn't save it at all. That's a shocker for me. Let me go see. Let me see. They got these cute little pink and red dresses out right now. What y'all doing for Valentine's Day? Um, Usher. So he, um, um, Usher presented Lovers and Friends Festival. Let me tell you who's on the lineup, and then let me tell you who I'm shocked to see. But there's some people on this list I'm highly confused as to who they're gonna be. Okay, so I'm gonna start from the left side of the poster. The big one is Nelly, Buster Rhyme, Flo Rida, Master P, No Limit, Soldiers sean paul shaggy beanie man chris brown lord jesus i saw chris brown i was like Jesus, chris brown girl Gene y remy ma jojo in vogue black street jagged edge next Wayne Wonder, Kevin Little, 702, Little Moe, and Lumi D. I ain't seen Lumi D in a while. Okay, in the middle, the big ones in the middle are Missy Elliott, Mariah Carey, Pitbull, Usher, Christina Aguilera. I don't know how the hell she got on there. Summer Walker, Janae Aiko, Miguel, Party Next Door, Bryson Tiller. All right, now the left hand side is Boys and Men, Omarion. Bow Wow, Little Kim, Eve, T.I., Soldier Boy, The Brad, 50 Cent, The Diplomats, Nori, Chingy, Petey Pablo, Manny Fresh, The Franchise Boys, Young Jock, Baby Bash, Frankie J, MC Magic, and Little Rob. That's a whole doggone party. That's a party on stage, y'all. This is my era, okay? All of this is my era. But when I saw Chris Brown right there, I was like, Lord, now he got Chris Brown, Lord Jesus. He got Chris Brown. These tickets got to be at least $10,000. Um, the pre-sale is going to start on Friday, January the 20th at 10 a.m. And, of course, it's in Vegas, May the 6th. This will be a nice little Cinco de Mayo. Girl. And I know Cinco de Mayo is May the 5th, but a Cinco de Mayo weekend. Yes. This is a whole party on stage, okay? Now, where did Christina Aguilera come from? And party uh, party names don't happen. I will never know. But you know what? It's affirmative action. You got to make sure you got more people of color in your situation. And yes, I understand the pit bull, but I don't get the party next door part. They got me with the whole they got me with the whole middle section right there with the Missy Elliott and Mariah Carey. Y'all know them tickets gonna be like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Mariah Carey is not a cheap act to put on any festival, okay. Mariah Carey and Chris Brown to seek Mariah Carey and Chris Brown is a thousand dollars apiece, and that's the nice little section, that's not even the floor seats, girl. So we might have to push out our due date for, uh, a little lady or... Mm-hmm. If he got, if he got, uh, Mariah Carey, why there's no, uh, Mary J. Blige? Mm. My issue is, are they gonna be all members or added members? And Omorium, Mr. Granberry, uh, since we friends now. Make, I may mean, I make a little suggestion. Make a little small suggestion to you. It doesn't hurt to bring out the three Negroes that could during your set. <laughs> It doesn't hurt if Jadine gots to be together. Amorian, J-Boog, Razz B, Lil Fizz. It doesn't hurt. I'm just saying. It doesn't hurt. It does not hurt. Okay, Mr. Granberry. I love you. You love you, you dig. (laughs) No, but for real, though. Okay. But it doesn't hurt. To have your little friends come out. You got to be. And why I love you. Then you send them niggas on the way. And give them a little $500 check apiece. It's okay. I'm just saying. It's just a suggestion. I'm just saying, Omari. Mr. Granberry. Okay. I understand why you don't want to be bothered. You ain't got to be bothered with me. them. Just be on stage. And then walk away. Go to your room. Meditate. Pray. Okay. Afterwards. But please. Please. i'm not trying to be funny it, like it does not hurt sir please just just one two little songs together and then they happy asses can go home please mr grandberry please Whew. Oh, it's exhausting being a B2K fan. I waited 15 years. I'm glad I ain't no relationship with them, Lord have mercy. Because if I had been with them with these 15 years and I had churn with them and everything, and them Negroes had not gotten together, I'd start cussing folks out. But please, we survived the pandemic. <laughs> together, please. Please. Get one two songs together, then you can leave. They can leave. Please, Mr. Granberry. Please. My sexy king with locks. Get one little song. And I'm not even doing it on the behalf of Raz. I don't like I don't even like Rez B. But just for just, 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 just to give a good vibe. Just come on. Just bring them out just for fun, okay? Even though I know you thought the Millennium Tool was supposed to be fun, and it wasn't, okay? Just do this for fun, all right? You don't even have to look at them. Just get on stage and dance with them, and then y'all go on. Please. I don't understand. If Cisco can add eight other members of Drew Hill, why can't you just let the other three hang out with you sometimes? (laughs) Sorry, Dragon King, but I don't quite understand why. Why is that a thing? But I guess it's whoever willing to work, and I respect that. But come on. Please, Omari. Please, Mister Granberry. I promise, Raspy gonna be good. They gonna put a, a, a taser collar on him. He'll be at he at right. <laughs> 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 oh Lord, I'm. So... <laughs> oh, I cracked me up. Oh my God, I'm about to trip over here. I didn't even realize how hot it was in my room. Little little uh toasty in here. Anyway, um, back to the topic that's in play. I am <sighs> You know, people, you know, and I know y'all say it's like, I know y'all say, beginning. you know, people always have certain topics that they talk about and they would be like, well, you know, their whole situation with so-and-so or you know this or you know that and you look at them like, huh? Understand I was clueless before I got into conspiracy theories and then I got into conspiracy theories and conspiracy theories also, they bring up these same situations and you still don't know what they're talking about. That's why you have to do your own research. But one of the situations I thought was highly suspicious, both situations are highly suspicious, is the passing of Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee. Anyway, I never understood what they were talking about when they were talking about Bruce and Brandon Lee's situation. I always was like, yeah, and yes, I was one of those people that gave you a fluorescent stare. And then they had a nerd on the internet. It's like, you stay in the room, you talk to people, and they have fluorescent stares. That's because people genuinely don't understand. It doesn't mean they're low vibrational. It just means they don't know. You can get mad at people for not knowing what happened to Bruce and Brandon Lee. You can get upset about that. Um, so just in case you guys don't know, so you won't give assholes fluorescent stares. Today we're gonna be talking about the 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 parallels of Bruce and Brandon Lee's passing. So sit back and relax and get you some drinks and snacks. I don't know if you can stomach snacks, but maybe you can stomach a drink. We're gonna be talking about Bruce and Brandon Lee's very, very weird passing. Okay. So, of course, I'm going to talk about Bruce Lee first. Um, I have to talk about Bruce Lee first. Because he's the father. Okay? So, it got real hot in in the house. I, I wasn't even noticing that it was hot. I was sitting here and I was okay with it being hot because it's normally not hot in this house. Um but now I uh, wanna rethink that it's 50 degrees today, so it's a little bit warmer than it has been usually. So you're probably like why does she keep talking? So this is called from the website all that is interesting.com It says the inside of Bruce Lee's death and what really killed him. Um, It said, How did Bruce Lee die? The untimely demise of the martial art, of this martial arts icon, has been the subject of both mystery and controversy for decades. And many believe the official story left a lot out. Okay. When Bruce Lee awoke on the morning of July 20th, 1973, he was an active, healthy, 32 year old man he spent the day meeting with producers about his next film then headed to a friend's house for an afternoon visit by nightfall the greatest martial artist in in generation lay dead on a mattress on the floor and the world was left to wonder how did bruce lee die the culprit was just one thing lee did that summer day a small decision with consequences no one could have anticipated so, yeah, they said this is the full story of how Bruce Lee really died and what caused it. The story of what killed Bruce Lee started two months earlier when he collapsed on May 10th during an automatic dialogue replacement session for his movie Enter the Dragon. He was rushed to the hospital when he complained of several headaches and was racked by seizures. Doctors recognized the symptoms of cerebral edema. A condition in which excess fluid on the brain causes swelling and pain and were able to treat him immediately with Minotaur. After a brief hospital stay, he felt much better. This was not He told his friend how Bruce Lee would die. On his release, he promptly resumed his usual physical regime and continued eating his usual diet, a strictly enforced combination of vegetables, rice, fish, and milk that excluded all baked goods, refined flour, and most refined sugars. Until July 20th, he seemed to be recovering extremely well from his cerebral ed- ed- edema, and aside from complaining of an occasional headache, gave his friends no reason to worry. The day of Bruce Lee's death death was the busy one. He was in Hong Kong, where many of his movies were made, and had been meeting with producers, Raymond Chow, for most of the day, discussing his upcoming movie. There was no period in between that. My bad. There's a little dot on my screen. Okay. He was reportedly filled with enthusiasm, acting out scenes after scene with energy despite the scorching summer heat. After the meeting, Bruce went to the apartment of a friend, or as some would later clarify, his mistress, Taiwanese actress, Betty Team Pei. Ooh. They were alone for several hours. They were then made dinner plans with Lee's producer to finalize his movie deal. Around 730 in the evening, shortly before they were due to depart, Lee complained of a headache. Ting Pei gave Lee an equesic, a common painkiller containing aspirin and tranquilizer, known as Meprobamate. After taking it, he went to lie down. After a few hours, when Lee didn't come down for dinner, Ting Pei went up to check on him and found him unresponsive. She called Chow back to, to the home, and he attempted to wake Lee without success were forced to call up a doctor who spent 10 more minutes attempting to revive Lee. Unable to recall the martial artist to consciousness, they sent him to a nearby hospital in the ambulance. So, let me talk about this real quick because this is a common argument I heard when it came to um, when I was in one of my psychology classes before. I had been uh, uh, in a psychology class before don't ask me and the teacher said that she was she she made a point about aspirin and she said um you know people they be having headaches they be having headaches that's not what she said she said people have headaches and they take an aspirin to relieve the headache but how you know the aspirin is not causing and worsening the condition that is going on in your head it might be more complex as to why you have a headache and because she made that um analyzation I have stopped taking Tylenol or uh, any any ibuprofen to take get rid of my pain. But this one right here, it sounds like it's more deadly than your average ibuprofen. Whatever it is, Equagesic, a common painkiller containing an aspirin and tranquilizer. That sounds dangerous within itself. Like, you don't know what the ibuprofen part did to his brain. And then on top of that, let's not talk about the tranquilizer. Tranquilizer can knock you out and you will not wake up. Let me continue. Because Lee's body showed no external signs of injury, an autopsy was performed revealing that Bruce Lee's death was a result of a severe swelling brain. Severe brain swelling. A buildup of fluid had resulted in a 13% increase in brain size. Child claimed that Bruce Lee's death was a result of a allergic reaction to the painkiller he had been given in the autopsy report it seemed to partially substantiate his claim. The coroner officially ruled Bruce Lee's death the a result of a second cerebral endema brought on by the equagesic. He called Lee's in death by misadventure, which, unlike death, by accident implies that the death occurred due to a dangerous voluntary risk, though equagestic was not genuinely considered dangerous to take. I'm sorry, you say it is tranquilizing it. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't really playing with it. I'm sorry. I, I don't care which way you look, chop the liver, it's still liver. As with other Hollywood stars, who also died of drug complications at young ages, including Elvis Presley, a how Ironic, and Marilyn Monroe, it seems to be to the public that the coroner's report just wasn't good enough. So let's talk about the conspiracy theories surrounding um, Bruce Lee's passing. I was going to say that it was the mistress did it, but you know. Because she did give him the painkiller. We're not going to go there. Lee's friend, Chuck Norris, claimed that they had been in an interaction with the muscle relaxants that Lee was taking. And that was how Bruce Lee died. Norris' words sparked a debate about what else Lee was taking. Stimulants to keep him in shape. Herbal supplements to keep him healthy. See, you can't be mixing everything together. There was also rumors that Bruce Lee's death was caused by a prostitute with whom he had gotten violent. With. Girl! Was it the mistress? What's the mistress' name? Pei? Ting? Ting Pei? Ting? Her name just so happened to be Ting. Really? Why her name is Ting, I would never understand. <laughs> no offense to my agey phrase out there. But your name is Ting, and you were Bruce Lee's Ting. Okay. There was also rumors that Bruce Lee's death was caused by a prostitute, with whom he okay said that. The rumor has claimed that Lee was under the influence of a powerful aphrodisiac that caused him to lose control. The prostitute then killed him in self-defense. Some fans of Lee's. Who had heard at the fatal dose of equagesic Sorry. Was administered by Betty Ting Pei. I told y'all, I think I thought I was wondering if Betty Ting Pei. Or Bruce Lee Ting, hey, do with it. Claimed that she had poisoned him on purpose and that she had been working for a secret society that wanted Bruce Lee dead. Ooh. No immediate answer as to why a secret society would want Bruce Lee dead presented itself. Other theories blame everyone from the mafia, Italian, Chinese, and American, to his fans, to even his family. But the theory that continued to hold the most sway among Lee's admirers is the story of Lee family curse. Oh. So this is how we slide into his son. Go ahead, all oh, this interesting. You did the job for me, even though I had two, uh, two articles pulled up about this um, situation. But before we get into uh, Brandon Lee, no, we're not going to do another commercial break. I promise. <laughs> Even though I should. Because your girl been looking at $5,000 bags. Um, and it's not your fault. It's nobody's fault. It's just I saw one of my favorite YouTubers one and I was like, ooh, and it was pink. Okay. Because I am madly in love with the color pink right now. Girl, I done ordered something from McDonald's. And didn't even know it. it was a damn strawberry cream pie. <laughs> oh my god. And it's all I can your door. Did you order something? No, I didn't order something. I accidentally see. I was looking. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. It says understanding Bruce Lee's is why some fans have spooky theories. Okay. Here it goes. The legend of the the Lee family curse came to light 20 years after the famous martial artist's death, when Bruce Lee's only son, Brandon Lee, was following in his father's footsteps as both an actor and martial artist. In 1992, Brandon Lee was a star on the rise. The 28-year-old had just landed the biggest role of his career. He was playing Eric Draven in The Crow, a comic book turned movie about a murder rocker who returned from the dead to avenge his and fiancé's murder in a dark Gotham-esque landscape. The torture story wouldn't make his career, but he wouldn't be alive to read the review. In a freak accident, Lee was shot on set during the film with his prop gun that wasn't meant to be loaded, fired a live round into his abdomen. Hmm. And this is where we, you know, this story is kind of similar to the Alec Baldwin situation. Now, let's talk about a movie set, just in case you guys don't know. Apparently, they're not safe anymore. But the way a movie set is set up. Accidents like this are not supposed to happen, okay, because the gun is a prop, and there's supposed to be blanks in the gun, and of course, they have people to do that job, whether it's a production assistant or a prop manager. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure a prop manager would be in charge of making sure stuff like this does not happen. But unfortunately for Brandon Lee, there was some negligence going on. Okay. As with his father, rumors of, his, of a conspiracy swirled even after officials ruled his death an accident and the untimely end of a second young Lee led the story of a Lee family curse. That I was just thinking about Lisa Marie Presley for a second. Sorry. Someone dug up the information that Brandon Lee's older brother had also died under mysterious circumstances before Bruce, was, Bruce Lee was born. And with that rumor becomes a full-fledged mystery. How did Bruce Lee die in the end? The simplest explanation seems most likely. But perhaps Lee's embellient and dramatic with in mind a little mystery around his last hours a fitting in for the legend who inspired so many to join the fight Hmm. let's talk a little bit i want to talk a little bit about this and then on top of that i did not know and it's crazy because Yesterday, I talked to you about a possible family curse with the Kings. I talk about Alberta King. I'm I'm talking about um, AD King. You know, what happened to Dr. King. Um, I think something weird happened to their father, too. And I already told you about the whole thing that happened with uh, Betty Shabazz, Malcolm Shabazz all kinds of stuff that happened with that situation. It seems like there's a trend. And then, oh yeah, another thing I want to also talk about is what recently happened, which was Lisa Mee Presley passing away. And she passed away three years after her son passed away. Her son passed away in 2020 and years after her father passed away. Is, Is that her thing? And sometimes it can be a genetic thing because I was looking up what happened with AD King, and they were saying it was a genetic condition to all have heart conditions in the family. Um, I don't, I don't think Dr. King had a heart condition. He obviously was shot. If you did not go to the Civil Rights Museum, um, they have the picture of him on the balcony before he got shot and trust and believe, like. I was haunted by looking at that picture. It's like I can't look at something for too long because then I figure out the whole story. And once I figure out the whole story, then um I get disturbed understand me all right so yeah Is it a family curse or is it just a situation? Or let's just be straight up honest. We know, like everybody's been telling you, they've been saying for situ for, for generation after generation. Some ain't right about the entertainment industry. And I mean, for me, I would somebody who gets traumatized high very easily, I would not have pursued the entertainment industry after what if something had happened to my parent. On a movie set or anything like that. But with that being said, you know, once again, you know, to each his own, you can't help it. It's in your blood. That's something you want to do. Your mom is an entertainer, your dad's an entertainer. You're going to want to be an entertainer too because it's in your blood and it's a family business. Um, And that's what your family know how to do. Like in my family, you know, they're teachers and it kind of stopped with me, even though my baby cousin is going into my baby cousin is a teacher. I choose not to go into teaching. But, yeah, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed my podcast. It's getting dark as I'm speaking. I had my lights out because it was just giving me a glare on my laptop. But I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Tomorrow we'll be talking about the Alec Baldwin and Helena Hutchinson situation. Girl. Like I said, a a, a movie set is a controlled environment so yeah it's highly suspicious especially it's also part of the curse they're saying that bruce lee had a brother that passed away with that being said thank you guys for listening to my podcast this is lady tiffany Ma, and this is these Walter Then. thin what you do in the dark will come to light maybe one day it will come to light Or maybe it's just plain sight and it was just both accidents. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I was determined not to end this podcast at 6.13. I am so outie.